Hooty who? He's back. Christ. That was very loud. Sorry. Yelling things at each other. You're getting a demerit for that. What's the merit ranking system here? A demerit. Yeah, well, yeah what am I going to get a demerit from? I don't know. Hooty who? Okay. Bugsy's crying. What? She's crying. Welcome to Wings on Wings. Uh, we watched The Gift Part 1. Yes. This is Michelle. This is DJ. Doug. I am Brett. February 11th, 1993. Episode 15 of Season 4. We're eating, sauce. We're eating uh, Dawson's Hot Sauce Cedar Smoked Garlic. Is it from a creek? Oh, I, I can't wish. tell. It was established in 2013. Probably not then. That stinks. Although it had a fancy wax covering. God knows what that dude is doing now. What the hell was that guy's wax name? Seals. James Vanderbeek. Thank you. I was trying to say Max von Sydow. Pacey. I don't know. It's garlicky. Let's get into it. I never Let's watched. Talk that about show. this episode. You ever watched Dawson's Creek? Not once. I don't think I really did either. It wasn't really into my 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 realm. Yeah, what is in your realm? Wings. <laughs> so, uh, we're going to put a little bit of a trigger warning on this episode. They talked about, uh, suicide quite death, a bit. Death and, and violence. <laughs> it was a violent episode. Some shit went down in this one. How did it start? I already forgot the cold open to be perfect. Oh, it was the, so they were, Brian said, oh, Joe, did you get the plane fixed? It was a quieter, less bumpy ride. And he said, how astute of you. And Brian's like, "What? what's with you? You've never used the word astute before. And he's like, yes, I have. And no, I haven't. Yes, I have. And Antonio's like, will you shut up? I'm about to go out into my cab and blow my brains out or whatever. Yeah. And then Joe says, how much coffee did you have today? And Antonio says, seven cups. To which I say, lightweight. True. That's an aperitif for you. Right. It's the coffee you had before the real coffee. That's right. It's the coffee before the coffee. That's it's the right. Before the shirt. I wonder seven cups of what size? Seven eight ounce cups? Mm. That's child's play. Child's play. Well, the show just turned into Gary Goodrich. Well, I'm, I'm, and I'm here for it. Um. <laughs> so the the sauce has a little bit of spice in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit of spice there. Um, a lot of garlic. Yeah. So. The crux of this entire episode is there's a cello. We're, we're back to Helen and her cello. Yeah. There's an opening in the four, in the in the quartet, the string quartet, the Nantucket quartet, and the cellist, who's the man who taught Helen initially, uh, is retired is leaving because of creative differences, and they all want her to fill the spot. Yep. But her cello is at the bottom of the sea. And we also find out as a cello teacher, he was also abusive. Right. He would throw pencils at her. Until she did something right, to which Roy throws a pencil at her to make it, and tells her to remake the meatloaf, and she threatens his life. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's gonna pull his. Oh, right. She's gonna put, her, put both of her thumbs up his nose and turn it into a hat. Yeah. For a second, for one second, I was just picturing that scene in A History of Violence mm-hmm. with. She's uh, gonna make Roy bite the curb. That's, no, that's right. That's American Mary History Mary X. X. No, Different. that's the one where... History of Violence with the coffee, the carafe. I honestly was waiting for her just to slam that yeah. coffee, the coffee pot off Roy's head as right. hard as she could. That would have been yeah. awesome. I would have, like, lost my mind uh, if that happened. So the, where my brain went uh, is uh, I was like, 
And she didn't look really weird with like Roy's nose as a hat. And then I realized she was going to turn his nose <laughs> over the top of his own head. Nice. So, yeah. So there you go. Thank you, DJ. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, hilarity ensues. Uh, this is a little spicier than it I is a little spicier than I thought. Yeah, this is got a little kick on it. Uh, so there's there. also the B plot of this episode is there is a play, a Nantucket local play happening. Yeah, from a playwright. But it's uh, not Phantom. Of they the think opera. it's Phantom of the Opera, which uh, was it Roy that describes it very well. Mm-hmm. Michelle, what did he? How did he describe it? That there's a disfigured man living below the opera, and he turns everybody's life upside down. So that the young hot one can sing instead of the old fat one. Okay. And that's accurate? That's pretty accurate, actually. Okay. Um, and then uh, it turns out to not be Phantom of the Opera, but it is Phantom of the Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they all want to audition, including Faye, who wishes to play Oprah. <laughs> yeah. um, because there are no black people in Massachusetts. Right. Well, the, the interesting thing about the show is that they talk about the woman who's going to get the Oprah role. Because she's black, Roy says that. Yep. Uh, and I'm like, they're going to talk about her. They ain't never going to show her. <laughs> Not nope. on wings, everybody. Nope. We didn't see the actual auditions. No. Um, but, uh, so they, they all try. Well, no, Joe and Brian don't, right? No, no it's but the rest Roy. Of them do. Well, Roy, Lowell, Antonio. And, Al, and, and Faye. Faye. Faye, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's the B plot of this. Uh because we get the the results of the audition being Roy is a producer, uh, Faye is the under as an audience member and understudy to Oprah. Uh, I hope that they never show this. I hope they don't do right a thing where Faye gets to be in the play as Oprah, and they come up with some awful, awful way to make her play Oprah. <laughs> well. <laughs> It's yeah. just, it's yeah. just <laughs> I, I would not. It would not surprise me at all if Wings tried that. And I, God, I hope they don't. Well, because uh, if, in case anybody out. missed this, this is the gift part one, right? Which part means one. that's a part two. This right. is a uh-huh. cliffhanger. Yes, this ends in a cliffhanger. Um, Antonio, does Antonio have a role? Uh, no. He's playing a guest. Oh right, he's the guest who. Oh right, he's the guest who only loves. Women who were formerly men. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so Wings uh, walking the, the transphobia line there a little bit. Again. 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 Uh, they don't say anything controversial. They just, they walk, the, like that's said for a joke. It's it's used just, as a laugh yeah. track. The laugh track um, is, it's stupid. But uh, but yeah, so the main thing, Helen, Helen doesn't have a cello and they convince her to get a job. Brian does. Brian does. Well, and let's not skip A very over. touching moment. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Helen was smoking. Helen badly. was smoking. Yes. She wasn't inhaling. Yep. Right. Well, it's... She was a puffin. TV Bullshit. TV you go smoking. for it. Yeah. Um, it's like a quiet, yeah. personal moment between her and Brian, which is really nice. Um, we don't see that very often. Uh, in these quiet moments, you do realize, like, how uh, attractive... Helen is like she's a very pretty lady. Like when she's not trying to on the show sleep with underage men uh-huh. or slut shame someone or Ruin be just life. an overall asshole. You're like, oh yeah, driving. Well, she's not wearing pretty. a vest with anything right. embroidered right. onto Dri- it. Yes. <laughs> driving a van through or driving right. a jeep through an office. <laughs> yeah, times. right. Christopher Bernard. Crystal Bernard is like 
a very attractive woman, and it's in these quiet moments that you really see it because you're not too worried about her being one of the most aggravating television characters to uh-huh. ever exist. So, Brian convinces her, well, what's stopping you? If this is, you want to get back to music, it's a piece of you. You're going to have to do something about it or it's just going to eat away at you. So she says, I'm going to do it. I'll find a job and I'll work a side job and get enough for a down payment for the thing. And then immediately for $15,000. Cellos apparently cost $15,000. Which in uh, $2022 is uh, $29,844.50. How do you know that? I looked it up on an inflation calculator. God bless you, Doug. What a man. What a man you are. Um, so, go ahead. No, I could buy a cello right now on Amazon for three hundred bucks. Yeah, she says. What if you wanted to sell like the three stooges or whatever? Yeah. She says, hmm. roll down, uh, roll it down a hill. There's one for three grand. A Yamaha for three grand. Yamaha's a good brand, allegedly. Allegedly, good What's a good price for a cello? Put a concert cello. It's a concert. Cello. Uh, I think over ten thousand falls into a category of high quality professional. Two, so three hundred to twenty five hundred for a beginner cello, a mid level cello twenty five hundred to ten thousand. I think she could probably gotten a, a mid level and made it fucking work. Yeah, yeah. Ellen, which if you then backtrack that, say it was like four thousand bucks, it would be two thousand bucks back then, right? Ish. Still a lot of guap. It's true, and she's not making money on the old. Uh, Food counter, I guess. But let's break it down. She's got a fucking nice house. Yeah, which I right. love those story of. Like you have a lunch counter and mm-hmm. your house is fucking. Yeah. Sweet. What's the story behind this? Lady? Yeah. What's what's the deal here? Well, they they, I would, they I do think mention is it this episode or no? It was last episode with with Alex, who's also not in this episode again. No. Um, no, they can't where she too says about how answer. she's it's it's Helen and the married one. She's you know her sister's married one. They said that her parents moved back to Texas to be closer to the sister. So her parents just give her the Conceivably, house. Conceivably, they just left yeah. the house Jesus. for her because so, she was staying. Fair, right? Because yeah. well, no, but the brothers buy their childhood home, right? Isn't that what happened on the? No, they live in the. Story. It's not their childhood home. They live in a home that their parents. What happened in that episode with the childhood home? That was condemned. That's the childhood home that they lived in with both their parents. Yeah. And then I think that they had to but, move when they're... Yeah, but what happened to that house on the TV show? At the end of that it? episode. No, they went there to yeah. go say goodbye, destroyed yeah. it. They said it's getting demolished anyway. Oh, right. And then Faye says, well, apparently, a uh, guy who wrote Moby Dick, help me out here. Herman Melville. Thank you. Apparently he stayed there once. Oh, so it's a historic Yeah. Yep. And then they all did the entire thing. It's like, uh, it's like ooh, right. shit, wah, we just destroyed wah. it. Okay, <laughs> right. All right. So, but either way, their, their house, because we find out in this episode that Joe and Brian, well, Joe's house, Joe's house, no mortgage on it. Because it's conceivably yeah. the, their parents left it to him too, uh-huh. so yeah. then is is not a a poor neighborhood, it's not Certainly a poor not. <laughs> area of the world. So Certainly not of the country. Um, so Joe and Brian get together to do a nice thing, and they decide. Brian comes up again with the idea. Brian's really trying to help Helen here. Yeah, which cool. is conceivably well, so leading Helen to the gets the job Helen. as a fish. Oh right, yeah, monger. Well before that, I skipped all that. She, and, she becomes a fish monster. <laughs> and she's terrible at it, and she gets fired. The way she held that knife mm-hmm. bothered the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, It's a knife, not a pencil. Right. Yeah, so she gets fired, so Brian decides, let's do something nice for Helen. Mm-hmm. And he gets Joe together, and he says, let's fire a cello. Yes. Um... I was just wondering, did anybody happen to recognize the uh, the lady who collects fish heads at the 
No, don't. At the fish place, the, mo- the, the fish monster place. Wasn't that the lady from the truck driver? What was her name? Her name's Patty Tierce. I'm glad you asked that, Brett. Are you taking Large Marge from Pee Wee? Yeah, was no. that her? Nope. No, never mind. No, Are but Doug, you, really doing just so right you know now? that it's not her, uh, she played women number woman number one on Designing Women. Uh, to relate to last episode, she was on one episode of Step by Step. Day by Day. Which ran till 2000. Yeah. 91 to 2000. Crazy. Yep. Uh, she was on an episode of The X-Files and Chicago <laughs> Hope and The Parkers. And Becker, and she was a Paris Townie in Bubble Boy. She was the mayor of Ottawa in Spin City. This dumb bit actually makes me feel uncomfortable. Uh, she's in an ep- she was store worker in an episode of My Name is Earl, uh, an episode of ER, an episode of Monk, t- starring Tony oh, Shalhoub. Crossover. While she didn't have a scene with Tony Shalhoub, I'm sure they met. Little uh, little help yep, there. Yep. Uh, an episode of True Blood. An episode of Weeds. She plays, didn't she plays Billy's mom on Weeds. You liked Weeds, right? I've never seen an episode of Weeds. In I liked Weeds life. until the last season. Last okay. season sucked. I've uh, never even seen a minute of Weeds. I like last, Mary Louise Parker. Pretty, the last thing she was good. in was in 2015. Bella and the Bulldog. She played Miss Fernandez. She has two things coming up. One in which she plays a nun. Another <sighs> one she plays Aunt May. That seems like copyright infringement. Uh, but there you go, Patty Tears. Patty Tears. No information. She's actually the only guest star in this episode uh, that even has a photograph on IMDb. And collects fish heads. She yeah. collects fish heads that look like famous people. Yes. Ted Koppel. Ted Koppel. Never go into her den if she invites you over. That's right. I like to think it's got nothing to do with uh, Agreed. fish heads. I need heads. to Agreed. Google what Ted Koppel looks like. Like that fish. You just need to look into the eyes part. Yeah. You don't remember what Ted Koppel looks like? I don't. Do you remember Peter Jennings? Him I remember. Oh, Ted Koppel, look at that. He looks like Prince Charles. He does a little like mm-hmm. Prince Charles. I thought you were going to say just an old white dude. Yeah. Well, also, yes. all old white also, dudes yep. do kind of look the same to me. Um, so, time that's true. Them you are white guy racist. Not a thing. It's well, not a thing. There's no <laughs> such thing as white guy racist. You can't be racist against white people. Mm. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Joe and Brian get Helen a cello. Yeah, because Brian ends up taking, or uh, Joe takes out a second mortgage on the house, or a mortgage on the house. Yeah. Uh, which is super fucking nice of him. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then they're like, okay, how are we going to reveal this to Helen once they're back at the um, airport? Well, I was la- I did laugh too at the part where they're reciting their lines, and Lowell can't remember his one line, which makes you giggle a lot. What was his one line? Miss um, Winfrey. The, oh, right, uh, now the I can't remember the, the phone. Yeah, like, yeah, phone yeah. That phone doesn't work yeah. or something. I don't God know, damn it. I, yeah, I know it's like, Miss, Miss Winfrey. Line? <laughs> <laughs> also, I left earlier in the episode two where they were announcing the parts, and he's like, oh, like, like uh, did Faye get Oprah? And, like the part of Oprah? And they're like, no. And he's like, still got a chance. <laughs> Uh, that was fun. Lowell um, kills it. Lowell kills it. Yeah, Lowell's hilarious. It's true. Mm-hmm. Um, well, basically, they, you know, they're trying to figure out how to break the news to Helen to got her cello. Brian pulls a good physical comedy gag where he's like, he brings a cello into the the office and goes, oh, Joe, you want to see a closer look? And he says, yeah, and he trips and falls and crushes the cello. And Joe's about to have a goddamn panic attack and he's like, you're so goddamn easy to get. Um... 
So then he brings up the actual cello. And he had the $10 cello that the Three Stooges probably rode down the hill. Yep. Yes. Although that was that was kind of fun because that was out of nowhere. I didn't see that one coming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, they get the cello and they're like, all right, how are we going to figure this out? And Joe just wants to be like, hey, Helen, here you go. Here's your cello. And Brian's like, dude, you're a fucking stick in the mud. Like, come on. Let's add some pizzazz here. Let's add some ado. Yeah. So uh, they Helen comes in. They're standing in front. Bride tries very, or Joe tries very quickly to reveal the cello. Bride's like, "Hey, you know, we, we, we love you." He says to her, and we wanted to do something for you to help. And they step aside, and there's the cello sitting in the chair. And Helen freaks the fuck out and says, "Oh my God, how could you?" And. Uh, Bride was just, yeah, she just storms out of the office and Bride's like, hmm, don't I shade on that? Maybe we could turn it into a lamp. And then To Be Continued pops up at the bottom of the screen. Yeah. End episode. So why did she get mad? You're, I think it's going to reveal because she's going to say, I accepted it that I'm never going to be a cellist and I'm moving on and you guys have to do this to me. And Oh, because she got fired from the fishmonger job. Yeah. Oh, right, because she says the thing where she's like, I can't. I, 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 she's laughing at the fishmonger thing, and she's like, "I want to be a cellist, and I can't even gut fish for a living, or whatever." Uh huh. Yeah. I just, you know, from my point of view, it's an inappropriate gift to spend fifteen thousand. I understand that they're close to her, but like fifteen thousand dollars. I said to Doug, like, that's like if we bought him a car. Yeah. Like, oh, Brett needs a car, and if we were just like one day you showed up and we're like, oh, we bought you a car. I mean, I probably wouldn't freak out. I don't. I probably I think wouldn't you storm. Would feel... a, I, I would like. I mean, knowing me personally, I'd feel like enormous. Like, yeah, you'd feel uncomfortable. I wouldn't feel uncomfortable. I'd just feel like guilt. Probably, I'd be like, man, like I couldn't do this myself, you know. But I don't think I'd be like. I wouldn't be angry or whatever. I would be super uncomfortable. I don't like to get like ten dollar gifts. Honestly, I feel uncomfortable. We've noticed. Always. I'm always uncomfortable. That, that's why I gift you in shrimp now. Right. Any any time. Exactly. <laughs> that's bring why me, I buy you like, booze. Yep. food, booze, those types of things. Shrimp. Yeah. I'll always yep. accept shrimp. <laughs> like, I'm terrible at accepting gifts. I don't like when DJ buys me this gifts. Shrimp and booze. I would be super uncomfortable. I'm White like, wines. 15, like, if you have to take a mortgage right. out on your home to buy somebody a gift. Right. It is not a good gift. Well, it's but it's interesting too, though, because they could like I understand they're trying to be as nice, you know, and do a favor for her, but like they could have easily like had a discussion with her, and she'd probably still say no, but be like, you know what, we can get the money, you can pay us back in increments, so you don't have to get a second job. You can just give us even if you know whatever for the rest of our lives, ten dollars a week until it's paid off or whatever. But they just. Go straight out and buy her a $15,000 cello. I look at the age-old question. Is it easier to ask for permission or beg for forgiveness? Right. So. True. I think it's a totally... I don't know. Like It is inappropriate, though. In most situations, yeah. I would say it's better to ask for forgiveness. And I used to yes. always like tell my team at work, like my team, I was like, don't ask my permission. Yep. Ask for my forgiveness. Yep. But like... $15,000 like that's and in the 90s so it's like $30,000 today and they took a mortgage out on their home right. so they could well, lose their house what if they lose their house it was only a few weeks ago that like 
Joe couldn't afford to give Lola raise. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Wait, or like couldn't afford like at some point he couldn't afford like two that two hundred dollars or something like that. Right. Or that one episode of Ways Back where they were buying leather uh, uh, pilot coats for themselves. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Faves, uh, yeah, they couldn't mm-hmm. give Faye a raise right. for cost of living. So let's just face facts that Joe's just a miserly dick. Yes. Sure. And a greedy prick. Okay. Right. Fuck him. I don't know. Fuck yeah. him. I don't know. I'm of the mindset that it's an inappropriate gift. And I, I don't know that that's why Helen will end up being mad because they always have to make her look like a terrible shrew. But I still think it's inappropriate. And so nobody buy me anything that costs ten to fifteen thousand dollars. <laughs> Will do. Note to self. Hey, you're getting a used Jeep. I always get. Uh, well, I have we a just, used. We just Jeep. got rid of. We, we just got Jeep. rid of a used Jeep. Um, <laughs> this is gonna be a fun one with no cap, with no top on. I always have. Uh, no like, cap on it. <laughs> Doug said no cap. No, no cap. cap. Um, I always get nervous, or like I always feel like, who the fuck are these people? When you see in like Christmas time, there's like the Lexus commercials where they buy each other Lexuses for Christmas. Like, who the fuck are these people? If DJ bought me a Lexus for Christmas, I would be like, why didn't we talk about this first? Well, and I understand we're not listen, of the rich like Let me just say this right now uh, on the uh, on the air for the whole world to hear. To my my wife, who I adore uh, and love, and is uh, my favorite person on the planet, and my absolute number one favorite person I've ever met in my entire life. Oh, I'm really nervous about where this is going. He's about to say something terrible I about me. I absolutely promise to never buy you a Lexus. Thank you. <laughs> if I bought you a Lexus, you would have to pay for it you you would have to, to, would to, have to trade it in for bail because i stole that fucker Ooh. well like i just think that even i if, promise i will never buy you a car even if you could afford it mm-hmm. i guess if you're like that douchey douchebag elon musk fine right that's a different story if you're a, yep, we're well, done. i already canceled mine so it's okay but if you're like a multi-billionaire fine right but, like, if you're a normal person, even if you make, even if you and your significant other both have six-figure salaries mm-hmm. and, like, the high six figures, it's still inappropriate to spend that much money without talking to your spouse. That's okay. what I think. All right. And so, for a friend, I guess the, the gist here, spoiler alert, I'm not buying either of you cars. But yeah, I love I'll you buy, both. I'll buy a car. But I love you both. Thanks, buddy. No problem, dude. <laughs> did we at the beginning of the episode say what hot sauce we were uh-huh. eating? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, let's rate this. Let's rate this episode now that we're past yeah, the gift giving portion of the show. Yeah, they're Doug, meat on both. Starting here. with you. Starting with the sauce. Dawson's or starting no, with the episode. the episode. Starting with the episode. Um, the gift part one. Two. Fuck. No part one. <laughs> two. No part one. Okay. Two. All right. Funny. Ah ha ha. Such a funny guy. <laughs> Let's go. Brett? <laughs> See, somebody went to the Dane Cook School of Comedy. Um, uh, the Karate of Comedy. <laughs> I didn't steal that joke. Uh, <laughs> just like his brother stole all of his money. Uh, <laughs> so, it's tough because it's a two-parter. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that should just be judged as a whole. But uh, I'll reserve, I, I don't know, I'll go a two with an asterisk. 
Ooh, two with an asterisk. Yeah, that's the first one of those ever. Two, okay. two with an asterisk. Michelle. <sighs> um, I think this is the first episode of Wings where I've ever actually felt uncomfortable. I was very nerd. Like, I don't think that's true. I was uncomfortable. Well, that's probably not true, but I was so uncomfortable when they were giving Helen the cello. I'm nervous about like them losing the house now. So see, I can't even handle somebody else on TV, a fictional character getting yes. a $15,000 gift from a friend. <laughs> um, so I'm going to give this a two. Okay, two. Uh, I'm also going a two because no one talked about a penis even once. No cock talk. Um, <laughs> Tonight we're talking cock. Dawson's hot sauce, cedar smoked garlic, established 2013. Doug? It had some kick to it. It was garlicky. Consistency wasn't too, too bad. I liked it. I'm going to go uh, 3.75. 3.75. That is a Fancy. high rating. I liked uh, it. Breath. I, I love garlic, and this was definitely super garlic. Super garlic. Um, And hotter than I thought it was going to be. And it was kind of like weirdly chunky. Um, what did you go, 3.75? Yeah. I'll go 3.75. Yeah, party. Okay. I I love uh, you. All give right. me garlic, and I okay. I'm ready to rock, Michelle. I actually think three point seven five is a really good rating. Not to to copy and go with okay. the crowd here, but it's you know I I was kind of struggling between a three point five and a four, so we'll go in the middle. I liked the chunkiness because it was chunks oh. of garlic. A four is yeah. like top tier for us. Um, here. it was hot. Which I wasn't Doesn't expecting, kick, and yep. it was garlicky, and mm-hmm. I liked the the combination of those two. Yeah, and it's like different without being so different that it's like weird. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah I, I I agree. I haven't tasted a sauce like this before. Yeah. Mm-mm. Uh, it is very garlicky. It's that chunky, like chutney ish, but not, but not doesn't have like any water in it. Like it's it's like. It, the consistency yeah, it was still is thick. interesting. Even yeah. though it was chunky, it was still but thick it flowed and it really stuck nice. to like the wings good. Um, well, I should say. Good, uh, good spice. Well, wasn't it bothered expressing... me that I used an adjective what? when what? I should have used an adverb. What wasn't wasn't express, expecting the the kick because this is five out of ten. Yeah, and on the on the heat snap, it's like listed under the just the mild. Sauce. Yeah, there's a little so, bit of a kick here. This is nice. More kick than I thought. Yeah, it's um, got a forearm for your job. It has sumac <laughs> in it. I don't know what that means. A forearm for your job, um, but this was very garlicky, very fresh, uh, a little, a little more highfalutin than I think we're used to. It's the on wax the show. seal on the bottle. Yeah, seal. the wax seal, the the texture of the label, like it's a little bit of a highfalutin. It's the maker's mark of hot sauce. Fancy hot sauce here. <laughs> it's true. I liked it. We've done a bunch of garlic sauces on this show in the past, uh, and I will say that this is probably the best garlic that we've done. Uh, but I'm not letting the math be easy on this one and giving it a 375. I think that's a really high praise rating. Uh, and I, I'm going to go 3.5. See, I think that I thought you were going to take points off because of the smokiness. It's not that smoky to me. Okay. Because I know you don't like But that shit could like be that. why I'm not going up to it. Because, like, a three and a half is still really good. Like, oh, we sure. say this all the time. Like, a four is god tier. There's only been a handful or, of sauces that have scored an average over a four on this show. Yeah. 3.5 is excellent. 3.75 is excellent. Yep. Um, and this is very good. But maybe it is the smokiness that I just didn't identify as smokiness. Uh, but three and a half. I still, I really like that it's the best garlic sauce we've done on the show. It's that good shit. So, good times. Is that it? That is, is it. Everybody? Yeah. Michelle? Plugs. 
Uh, check us out at underscore wings on wings on Twitter and Instagram, wings on wings podcast at gmail.com and uh, wings on wings dot Um, we are making our way through season four here, so slowly but surely we're getting reach there. out. Let Let's us see. know what you think. Yeah, nope. we're on the soon to be named network. We are on the soon to be named right. network <laughs> at, at STBN network. Mm-hmm. On Twitter, <laughs> you threw me off, Brett. I, I'm just trying to try to boost, try to help. Uh, soon to be named network dot com, yep. soon to be named network dot tumblr dot com. Uh, check out the other podcasts like We Need Wrestling, What's uh, Long Box Heroes, us. Profane Arguments. That's there. Long Box Heroes After Dark. Long Box Heroes After Dark. Apparently, hit my music. Hit my music. Find a wrestling place. Puzzle Warriors 3, At Odds with Wrestling. Is that all of them? Porches's Porch Talk. Um, that's yeah, that's most that's of them. All. I think that's all, all to most. Um, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. This was Wings on Wings, and we'll be back next week, right? Anybody else have anything to say? Ooh, if there's any hot sauces that you want to like want us to try, you can email the show and give us some recommendations, and we'll try it. We're always trying to fill that cupboard. So it might not happen for a few months, but we're... We're always looking. We're always on the lookout. And if you want to whoop our asses, feel free to recommend something super hot because eventually we will have to do it. Yeah, and this one just got into our into our hands just a few weeks ago, so we, you know we we spread it around. So you can do that. Spread love. It's the Brooklyn way. But uh, Doug, do your thing. Eat a wing. Enjoy a wing. You're listening to the soon to be named network, the Lamborghini. <laughs> of Podcast Network.